Premier Football 8, now featuring all your favourite players in super smooth 4K. Players like Vardy, Kane, Sun Huenj Min, Rashford. Sorry, can we do that again? It's Sun Young Min. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. It's okay, we're good for time, so we can we can have a couple of bumbles. Sorry. Okay. Oh. I'll drop you in. Um. Sun Young Min, Rashford, Wilson, Jorginho. At That's Jorginho, yeah. Jorginho. Oh. Got it, got it. Sorry, I'm, I hate to admit it, but I've never actually been interested in football. Right, well, these are all just standard names, mate. Exactly, we'll see you in a bit. In football, yes, but no, no, you're right, you're right. They are still people, I suppose, so, no, okay, right, sorry, sorry, let's, um, right. Dropping you in. Jorginho, Adams, Suarez, Roger... Roger Nit um oh stop what's the problem here Th- this name is three lines long Roger Ing yeah Roger Indonesia Sajic Mentis midfielder 19 goals 10 assists last season yeah Roger Indonesia Sajic Mentis class player well, I mean I've heard it said Roger Indonesia Sajic Mentis but I personally think Roger Indonesia Sajic Mentis sounds more natural that's how he says it. Exactly. Roger Vendilio, Sajic, for Mentis. Okay, Roger. Could you say that one more time? Okay, I think we should probably break for lunch. There are a couple of menus here, and there should be one there in the booth for you. Uh, oh, Ooh, yes. Can I have the calzone and uh, a lemonade? And we'll have a couple of the lasagnes, and I'll have one of them focaccia breads. <sighs> This session's dragging on, so chuck in a cappuccino, will ya? And, uh, cocky for me. Great, perfect. Okay, I'll get that all across to the studio. Yeah, I'll make that a dark cocky. Oh, the missus will love me. Mine the missus. Right. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is dope. This is dope. This is dope. To really understand the gay male, we need to go back to the beginning, before that first unnecessarily fancy dinner party, before that first kiss in a gay bar with a man who could have literally been anyone, even after that first awkward erection in the changing room after PE. We need to go back to the cause of gay. The parents. Scientists are still divided as to whether or not gayness is really all the parents' fault whether it's because dad wasn't affectionate enough in those early years, or because mum's tummy was broken, or maybe because mum comes from a long line of mums with broken tummies. According to science, the correct term for this is genetics. But when we asked science to elaborate, they said only 8 to 25% of a person's sexual orientation is actually down to this genen... Gen, this G word. So what makes up all the rest? Okay, now this might be a little cold. It just helps pick up the ultrasound waves so we can get a clearer picture of baby, all right? Okay. Just going to move the probe around so we can get a really good look. Okay, so there's his hand. You can see the little fingers there. There's his heart beating. And we can actually zoom in so you can see. Is he gay? Um, 
that's not really why we do a prenatal scan. What's important here is the baby's overall health, his uh, position in the womb. And, yeah, but can you tell if he's gay? You know, by looking. Apparently it all starts in the womb. These things, not that they should matter, present themselves much later in the child's development and you wouldn't be able to tell from simply looking at him. Well, of course you can. Show me the hands again. Is one of them perched on his little hip? What are the wrists like? Are they flopping about? Um, madam, I really wouldn't judge a person, prenatally or otherwise, just by what you can see. Please, just show me the hands. Look. OK, I'll go back over to the... Hold on. What? No, just... Hold on. The probe is picking up something. Well, what is it? Please, I'm just going to zoom in to get a clearer... Oh, my God. I... well, uh, I've never seen anything quite like this. There appears to be a small object inside the amniotic sac with him. I... Is that a pair of forceps? Tweezers, yeah. I'm sorry? The tweezers for his eyebrows. You knew about this? Well, I put them up there. How... why on earth would you... Can you see anything else? Is that... Poppers, yeah. Or room deodorizer. That's what the man in the shop said. Poppers. For sex? Exactly. Anything I can do to increase the chances. Of? Of him coming out gay. Yep. As soon as I found out, I was having a boy. If I can manage it, I'm going to try getting a copy of Interiors Monthly up there. Not an easy find, I tell you. Everything's gone online now. Shame, really. I don't have to tell you the risk you're posing here. Why are you doing this? Look, I know you're the doctor, so I don't need to tell you this. But have you seen what straight men have done to the world? Um... They're awful. Just look around. Literally everything bad is because of them. Wars. Oppression. The invention of plastic. Everything. I don't want my son involved in none of that. <sighs> well, I can recommend a brand of poppers called Man Rush. Stronger kick, smoother smell, keep him going for ages. Of course, for after he's born. Long, long after. <clears throat> okay, so his heart rate is 149 beats per minute, which is normal. Normal is good. That's what we like to see. There's his foot. Second only to the trauma of childbirth itself is that of the gay childhood that happens shortly afterwards. A poll in the UK showed that 13% of children are bullied for being homosexualists. This is more than the 11% bullied for their race and the 7% bullied for their religion. So if you're a queer black Satanist, it's probably safe to say you're pretty fucked. Still, these figures are alarming. So why did the UK government decide to pull all anti-LGBTQ bullying funding in 2020? Seriously, look it up. I'll wait. See? It doesn't make sense, does it? Or perhaps it does. Does it? Maybe. Or maybe not. It depends. But potentially LGBT children in school do not deserve to be treated with anything other than equality and respect. I'd ask my right honourable friend to consider what we stand to lose if we deprive pupils of the right to engage in a healthy level of Playground puff bashing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Sir, and a rigorous game of slapper-gay here and there is good for both parties involved. Yeah. Yeah. It gives our young bullies something to bond over before going off to lead their relatively dull existences based largely around televised sport and the mistreatment of their wives. Yeah. Those bonds are really the very fabric upon which all society is embroidered. Bonds on which several of our institutions depend. Again, most of them sport-related. However, and far more importantly, it is my belief that it is the birthright of every pupil belonging to the LGBT community to weather the excoriations of bullying so that they may emerge into wider society as the resilient, erudite, and really rather funny individuals we not only know and love, but, if we're honest, all sorely need once in a while to, you know, break up all the blokey shit. So that is why I say scrap all anti-LGBT bullying programs in schools and instead put that money towards a bursary for the therapy we, I mean they, they will all without question desperately require in later life. Yes, looking back on it now, I, I guess the bullying was pretty bad when I was in school. And I went to quite a posh one. It was the verbal abuse I remember more than anything. Daisy Pecker, Milk Bottler, Knob Goblin, Sissy Bum. But I suppose, yes, it did make me a little more thick-skinned. And definitely more determined to prove them all wrong. <laughs> sort of... Get them all back. Oh, what is it you do now? I run a large chemical weapons service on the dark web. Specialised in corrosive acids, slow-releasing poisons, and uh, flesh-eating bacteria. We've actually just been nominated for the uh, Innovations in Business Marketing Award for our subliminal campaigns on TikTok, targeted at Gen Z terrorists still stuck in the consideration phase. Which I'm very proud of. If we win it. Well, that would really show those dreadful bullies from school, wouldn't it? It was really bad in school. The bullying, getting robbed at the gates, getting beat up at the bus stop, all of that. I ended up leaving before I even took my exams. And it wasn't too long before I was on the streets and all the offences started racking up. Small stuff, first. And then it got bigger and more risky, and more and more people started getting hurt. I understand that's why you wanted your voice to be discussed in this report. Yeah, I'm trying hard to get out of this life, but it's not easy, you know. And if any of my clients found out I was talking about it, I could end up in deep trouble. And their clients? Yeah, I'm a hedge fund manager at an investment bank. I see. Yeah. I remember on this one project, a big one, I felt this tremendous pressure to get it done in a week. Proper felt the weight of the universe on my shoulders and no one had asked me to actually do it that quickly. I don't know why I felt such a sense of pride and obligation to get it done so soon. That's such a gay thing, right? Overcompensating. 
I ended up breaking my neck to finish the whole thing in just under a week. Like I was going to be rewarded for it somehow. It looked good to me at the time, but now I just think, if I wasn't trying to prove that I was good enough and just took my time with it, it could have been better. The heavens and the earth and the light and the sky and the land and the sea and the... I'm sorry. Is your name? Yeah, it is. And your... Well, people try to ignore it, but I mean, think about it. Beard, gym fit, no wife, obsessed with men. I think it's pretty obvious, no? For many homo-queer batty-munchers, the burden of name-calling and abuse placed on them by childhood bullies has been merely replaced by the burden of high expectations. And the pressure to meet these expectations can be just as harmful. Fortunately, institutions are starting to pay attention to the impact this amount of pressure can have. And they're taking action. Now, children, as part of the Diversity Role Examples programme rolling out across schools, we have a special visitor. His name is Greg, and he is gay! Now, now, I know a few things come to mind when we think of gay people, isn't that right, children? Fancy homes, financial well-being, good looks... A fabulous social life, but Greg is here to show us that not all gay people are success stories. Isn't that right, Greg? Oh, uh, Why don't you tell us a bit about you and your situation? I thought I was here to talk about what it's like to work at the post office. Hmm, yes, that must be pretty shit, so tell us about that. Um, okay, well, first off... Who can tell me what the difference is between stamped mail and franked mail? They're not here to answer your questions, Greg. Just tell them how plain and unremarkable your life is, please. Oh, it's not completely unremarkable. Are you high up at the post office? Well, no, but we don't really have the same ranky systems And I suppose you wait in the rain with everyone else to catch the bus home from work? No, I I drive. What car? Oh, well, it's just a micro. Used? When I got it back in 06, yeah. Right. And when you get home, is there anyone there to greet you or...? Yeah, I've got Dan. Oh. So you do actually have a partner? No, Dan's my cat. Breed? I don't know, he's just a normal cat. You see, children? So all very normal and uninteresting. Not like on TV. Well, normal is nice, sometimes. But it's all the time for you, isn't it, Greg? Every day and every night the same predictable, soul-crushing routine and to think after all those years of being picked on and being made to feel that something was wrong with you only to end up in a bobbly red fleece and a name tag. Not that a name tag makes any difference because... It's not a name anyone is ever going to remember. Not like all the gay designers and musicians and high flyers who you could have been like if you weren't so pathetic. I bet your cat doesn't even look up to you. And he's a cat. A normal cat. If you went home and dropped dead this very evening, he'd feast upon your meagre remains and leap out of the window when he's done, probably in search of a gay owner who puts on jazz music in his sleek penthouse apartment just like the ones in those premium cat food adverts. 
and your pasty body would just be left there to rot. Pasty because, let's face it, Greg, when was the last time you went anywhere humid that wasn't the local laundrette? You disgust me and everyone else in this room. We were all raised to expect the best from people like you. Sassy one-liners, spontaneous person to song, a string of sexy and completely unobtainable lovers, one after the other. Instead, apparently the world is filled with Gregs, who now that you've got a few rights think it's acceptable to be completely ordinary. You might think it is, but I don't. When you get out of this assembly hall and you fire up your Corsa or Micra or whatever depressingly normal chunk of metal you cart yourself around in, I want you to take a cold hard look in that rear view mirror and ask yourself, what is the point of me? Because you'll find the answer is one that everyone already knows. There isn't one. You're pointless. You're shit. You're nothing. Oh, okay. It's just... Okay, children, everyone give a big round of applause for Greg, who's come all this way. But not far enough. Perhaps the only real way to tackle the insidious burden of excellence placed on the gay male by society is to change society itself by putting gays firmly in charge of the world's most influential industries instead of just the stereotypically gay ones like aviation hospitality, fashion, and religious extremism. And while we follow this family as they grapple with their patriarch being thrust into the spotlight of national politics, dragging them along with him, we, as the audience, will be asking constantly, is success really worth chasing? Okay, no, really, thank you, Trevor. We can really see a passion for the idea in the story. Really see it, yeah. Completely. Just a few problems. and Questions, really. You shouldn't say problems. Questions. And actually, it's just one question. And it's not even really a question. Okay. It's been done. It has. Yeah. It's been done? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I know the theme of external success versus the domestic marital bond has been well explored, but I think this story carries a significant level of nuance, particularly in the wife's dilemma of balancing her... Yeah, yeah, no, totally on board with the themes. Totally on board, yeah. Okay. But I am afraid to say the rest of it has been done quite a few times now, even in the last year. Yeah. Quite a few times. Oh, well, uh, I'm glad we're having this discussion because I, I've also explored it taking place in the world of policing rather than politics. So there's more crossover there, I think. Yeah, going to stop you. It, it's been done. It has been done, yeah. Police. The police force, politics, families, wives, they've been done. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have another story which might be a bit more... Okay, yeah, let's hear that. Mm. Okay, so, a man... Okay, yeah. ...falls in love... Mm. ...with a woman. Right, yeah, no, it's been done, I'm afraid. Right. Yeah. So, anything, really, with a man and woman. Romantically. Yeah, right. Romantically. Exactly. Do you see? And, and when you say it all together like that, it feels like everything that's on right now. It does, yeah. Okay. 
Hmm, so, unless... You... What if, instead of a man and a woman... OK, I like where this is going. They are two guys. Love it, carry on. And they are best mates. OK, heading back into it's been done territory now. But they're gay. Good. Refreshing. And they have to help. Mm. They don't have to help anyone. Okay. They just... are? Well, that could really work for our primetime mums. Yes, thank you, Percy. And that's it. That's the story. That's excellent. Really good, yeah. Um, okay. Um, I just thought, seeing as you've had a couple of gay shows out recently, that... uh... Ah, but see, this is stripped back. Simple. About two mates, as you say. Although we would never actually use that word, would we, Percy? No, yeah. They just are. Not helping any straight people, not dressing up, not being silly or funny or slutty. It's brilliant, actually. So different. So, I've got the pitch. I'd say so. Of course we'd bring on some writers who've written similar worlds before, but I think we will need an earthy, dumpy, straight character to break it all up, so we'd love to have a bit of your lived experience in the room on one of the writing days, if you'd be up for helping. You'd get a voucher for lunch on the day, so... I... yeah, I suppose. Amazing. Three glasses? No, Percy, I think this calls for something a little special, don't you? Hold on. Really exceptional work, Trenton. It's Trevor. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that's what I said. Travis, to, to Percy, turn it up. <laughs> Refreshing. <laughs> Refreshing. <laughs> Refreshing. Refreshing, 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 fresh, 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 There's no doubt that growing up gay in a straight world leaves its scars. Most of them are deep, emotional ones below the surface, which are fine because nobody can see those. What about the stuff that everyone can see? Next time, gym supplements, holding hands, and... This is Gay. Written and performed by Kirk Flash. With performances by Peter Clements, Asha Reed, Cyrus Lowe, Simon Eves and Catherine Cowell. Follow the show on social at This Is, This Is Gay. If you like this episode, that's fine. Just don't rub it in our faces, all right? <laughs>